What's the stuff that I can get done in 10 minutes? I can pay for the platform in 10 minutes. I can book a brand photo shoot session in 10 minutes. I can go buy my website domain in 10 minutes. Um, what is the stuff that like this needs to be done? And it's just simple. I would say start off with those things. They kind of give you like a sense of accomplishment when you have like 10 little, 10 little tasks to do and you've crossed them off and it's like only been two hours. So start with that. Welcome to Check Your Aesthetic Podcast, the go-to podcast for self-starting creatives. I'm Katie Campbell, the owner of Katie Creative Co., a social media management agency located in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I'm Alexis Aldrich, a Vermont-based content creator focused on promoting productivity that fits your unique lifestyle and growing my career in marketing and creative business strategy. On CYA, you will catch authentic conversations around entrepreneurship, social media, self-care, and the creative industry. If you're looking to grow your online following, boost your productivity, and connect with other ambitious female creatives, then you've come to the right place. Let's get into this week's episode. I'm trying not to laugh. Hey. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> we were just talking about maybe if our new intro, instead of saying hey, was us gagging into the microphone. <laughs> How would you guys feel about that? I'm not going to do it, but... Would you guys be interested in that? I think they would. Let us know. DM. I was listening... Dude, I was listening to Pretty Basic, which is um, Alicia Marie and Remy Kurz's podcast. They're YouTubers, mm-hmm. if you guys don't know. And Remy was talking about one of her anxiety responses is gagging. So, like, when she's anxious, she just gags a bunch. And then after oh. she gags, she's not anxious anymore. I'm like, I'll try that. <laughs> you taking notes furiously. <laughs> start, start gagging. <laughs> immediately start gagging i make myself gag so i can not be anxious it's very interesting Hmm. i guess that kind of makes sense because like my stomach like when i have really bad anxiety my stomach is like like yeah we talked actually in in an episode that came out a while ago not sure how long ago when you guys are listening to this but the episode with dr lauren cook we talked about how physical anxiety and mental anxiety are like completely different like pathways in your brain yes fascinating slay information slay (laughs) Slay Dr. Lauren. (laughs) We love Dr. Lauren. Okay. Um, My update is that I think there is a, I want to say 90% chance that I have all of my wedding dresses currently. That's a massive Mm slay, dude. That is a massive slay. I had like a I mental... need to start looking for yeah, you, my yeah, dress for your wedding. Yeah, I, oh, okay. Do you think that it's... Alexis will be sending me things and I'm like, okay, for your wedding? She's like, yes. Yes, you. <laughs> for you. Um, yeah. Do you think that it's like okay for me to message the bridesmaids and be like, hey, this is what I want? Yeah. Okay. Because this is a normal time for people to start looking for yeah, things. Yeah, okay. Um... Especially because it's going to be a spring summer wedding. We're about to get into like winter. People are going to have a hard time. I know that's what I feel like. I need to send it soon. Okay, I'll literally send it today. Uh, You just gave me permission. (laughs) Um, Okay. Anyway. Um, Anyways, but yeah, I was having like a mental breakdown yesterday about the dress because it came yesterday, and then I tried it on, and I was like, "Oh, slay!" And I was facetiming my friend Caitlin, and she was like, "Oh, slay!" And then I took it off, put it in the. closet and then I was like you know what that is the ugliest piece of clothing that I've ever put on my body (laughs) and then I put it back on and I was like oh never mind (laughs) I love it that's literally how I act all the time Mm -hmm. Uh, everything about every every purchase that I make uh, just everything yeah in your life yeah well I texted why did I why am I so stupid and why would I buy that and then I'm like wait I feel bad for Katie because I 
texted her probably 30 times within that like five minute time frame. I did not get them until this morning. I do not know what was going on. It's because you don't care about me. Exposed. I might have fallen asleep at nine. I'm not really sure. I don't know what happened last night. I don't remember. Well, I was just dying and you weren't there. No, it's okay. I I was sending those messages to pretty much everyone. And I do feel bad because in a manic um, moment, I did FaceTime my friend Galen at like midnight, probably. (laughs) Being like, uh, help. (laughs) She did not answer. And then I sent her this. The way that your wedding's in a year. (laughs) It's in eight months. Okay. Um... But, yeah, and then I sent the same video that I sent to you to her, and I was like, is this good? And then she just didn't respond, because she's like, screw you. Yeah. She's like, please, for the love of God, <laughs> leave me alone. shut up. I think she's in, like, Florida, and I'm just, like, FaceTime her at midnight. Love it. I, like, actually, like, didn't even get the texts. Um, but, actually, speaking of, sort of speaking of Florida, not really, football season has started. So when we're mm. recording this, the first weekend of football season was last weekend, Here's something fun about me. Do I care about the outcome of football games? Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Do I like a tailgate? Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Um, so I'm feeling really amped on that. I actually bought myself a Outdoor Voices exercise dress in LSU colors, Cute. Um, which by that I mean dark purple, mm-hmm. um, to be have a game day sleigh. Love it. So. I'm feeling really good about that. I actually, when we we're recording this, I just got back from Houston. I was visiting my best friend um, from high school. She lives there. I've li- she's lived there for five years, and I've somehow never been there. Oh. It is four hours away from me. Oh. Um, anyway, so I went to Houston. They have an Outdoor Voices store, and it was so cute in there. So I bought a lot of items. Nobody, It's nobody's business what I bought, but um, except I might have bought two exercise dresses. Cute. Did and you I ever buy those pants set. that I really liked? The like what pants? the like floral ones that you were like, tell me not to buy this, and I was like, no. No, because Ugh. I figured that that flare jeans were not my vibes. If they weren't flare, I would have bought them. Ugh. Whatever. Maybe they would have looked good. Now you'll never know. God. God. Alexis is on some <laughs> f shit this morning. I'm on my. She's literally on another. In level. my angry era. <laughs> Are you hangry? Yes. Dude, same. <laughs> Every time we record this podcast, I'm hanging. I don't know what the like mental gap for me is. I can never whenever eat before this podcast. we have the podcast, it will be like 1 p.m. and you just and can't I'm eat. just like, oh, probably should eat. Oh wait, we're recording the podcast where you could hear my stomach <laughs> grumbling. Probably shouldn't eat actually. No, that's me. I'm no, like, literally, it's like I'll be like, oh, I'm so hungry, but we're recording the podcast in two hours, so I can't eat until after. What? Yeah. What? And for what? Yeah. And for what? Anyway, um, speaking of, you know, so football season's here. I own a lot of new Outdoor Voices items. I also went to Bucky's yesterday, you guys, and I saw, you will not believe who I saw, Bucky. Oh. I saw Bucky himself in the Bucky's. He was walking around. It was insane. Wow. Um, You don't know what Bucky's is, no. do you? I'm not from the South. <laughs> so Bucky's is this, like, truck stop, basically, but it is... Have you ever been to a Cracker Barrel? Yes. Okay, so do you know how the front of it's like a store? And like yes. it's crazy in there? Yes. So it's like that if it was like 10 times bigger and on crack. And then they also have like Oh, you sandwiches. told me about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Bucky's is crazy. Um, and they really, like they have them in a lot of places, but they don't have any in Louisiana, which is shocking. So I felt like I needed to go to the Bucky's. So I did. 
it was crazy in there. I saw Bucky. Wow. It was literally, I was living out my dreams, my Bucky's dreams. Anybody listening to this who's not from the South is going to have no idea what I mean. When I say I saw Bucky, I mean I saw a man in a beaver suit. <laughs> I was, see, I, I was wondering because. a man walking I was around wondering, in a beaver. When that... I told Jonah, he was like, Did, was there a real beaver? I was like, no. <laughs> He's alone. No. He's not with a carrier. He's just walking. It's just a beaver. And not in a costume. It's just a beaver. No, he literally thought it was a real beaver. He was like, there was a real beaver. I was like, I'm so sorry. No. Can you repeat that? Did I hear you correctly? Mm-hmm. Did you just ask me if there was a real beaver? <laughs> the buckies. Anyway, um, so it's football season. And another really important update is that the pumpkin, apple, cinnamon, pumpkin spice. Yes. We're in our fall Stuff era. is back at the Starbucks. Mm-hmm. It's back at the Starbucks. Yes. I got, mm-hmm. I got, I've I'm, already gotten like three iced chai with pumpkin foam. Okay. I'm about to go get. I think an ice dirty chai with pumpkin foam. I think that's what I'm going to be What's drinking a dirty on this chai? day. Chai with espresso in it. Nope. No thanks. Alexis is literally bullying me. Y'all. I'm going to fly to alarms. Louisiana to punch you in the face. To throw away my ice dirty chai. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to knock it out of my... <laughs> Gag into it. Please, good lord. Okay, well, I guess we should take this time to explain who today's yeah, guest is. Yeah, after it's been eight minutes. Great. <laughs> so today we had Jennifer Skinner, um, who is the founder of Day to Day Assist on. She is she is a jack of all trades. She is, she said it better than I could. She's an online project manager, as well as like a business manager, I think is the correct wording. Yeah. Um, she basically helps businesses either plan big projects or helps implement systems into the back end of your business and kind of organize those. Um, She is basically what I need in my business so that I'm not feeling like a chicken with my head cut off at all Mm -hmm. times. Um, So I definitely learned a ton from this episode. Alexis, I know you did too. And we know that you guys will as well. This is definitely a super like actionable step kind of episode. Um, So if you have a business or even if you don't have a business and just want to organize your life, this is definitely a really good episode for you to listen to. Yes. She was our new organized baddie. I feel like she's like a project <laughs> management like coach. Like she, it doesn't have to be just mm-hmm. your business. I feel like you can apply a lot of these um, to like anything that you're doing. I am looking outside right now and this garbage man just literally almost drove into a building. So that's fun. Anyways. I like, there are some crazy, crazy vibes in the air today. Um, it's actually Labor Day when we're recording this and I was going to take the day off, but I'm here girl bossing for the good of the Check Your Aesthetic community. So y'all are literally welcome. Mm-hmm. Um... But anyway, this has been one of the most chaotic intros that we have ever recorded. I'm so sorry, Jennifer. We should probably go ahead and get into the episode with Jennifer so you guys can um, kind of get your brains right and get back into your organization era. Um, But yeah, so let's let's just get into the combo with Jennifer. We are going to take a quick break to thank our sponsor for this episode, which is Outhouse. And since this package came in and since I tried Outhouse, I have been telling anybody who will listen about (laughs) this granola butter it is so delicious and the packaging and the branding is truly what sold me on the entire thing no literally so we got three flavors sent to each of us which was vanilla pumpkin spice and brownie batter katie what did you want as your favorite my favorite was i think pumpkin spice i thought i i honestly thought i wasn't gonna be a big fan of the pumpkin spice because when things are too pumpkiny i don't like them but this is such a perfect 
mix of the spice and the pumpkin. It's not too pumpkin-y. And well, it, it tastes, tastes like so natural. It doesn't yes. taste like, because sometimes when things are pumpkin, it tastes like that like fake flavor. And this genuinely does not, probably because it's like organic. So it's like actual stuff and not like, you know, the fake stuff. My favorite is definitely the brownie batter. And I like that with this, I can already see for each flavor that we got sent, like different uses that would be perfect for it. But what I have mm-hmm. to say is that I was trying each flavor and Austin, which if Austin is saying this, you know it's true. He was like, this branding is kind of fire. Like if, if he's saying that, that means so much. So Outhouse, <laughs> you have Austin's yeah, props, approval. Absolutely props to Outhouse on the branding. Yeah. Yeah. What you were saying about so many different ways to eat it. I've already tried a ton of different ways. I've tried... I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have eaten it straight from the jar with a spoon. Oh, that's how Um, I did it. (laughs) That's how I first tried it. I've tried it on top of toast and I've tried it on top of Alexis is mixing them into her smoothies. I've tried it with fruit and kind of like, you know, any sort of like oatmeal bowl, things like that. Um, And I just, I have it on my list of different ways to try it. When I was at the grocery store this week, I was thinking, I had my oat house in the back of my mind. I thought, what ingredients do I need Mm. to try with my oat house? I think it'd be so good if you got a spoonful of it and put it on a banana. Yum. Oh, the brownie batter would be really good with that. And also just like I, I was literally on Pinterest last night as I couldn't fall asleep and staying up on my phone like I shouldn't be. I was saving recipes literally for the Oat House products, like what I could. We're obsessed. We're truly, truly obsessed. So it is the world's first oat-based spread. It's nut-free, gluten-free, vegan, organic, and top eight allergen-free. So it is super natural. It's so delicious. And world's first oat-based bread. Slay. Slay. There's nothing I love more than oat. I'm an oat milk girl, and now I am an oat spread girl. So you can grab oat house online but they're also in select retailers so they're in select whole foods fresh markets air one sprouts harris teeter thrive market and so many more for a limited time only get 20 percent off your first order by visiting granola butter that's g-r-a-n-o-l-a-b-u-t-t-e-r.com and use the code CYA20. Again, that's code CYA20 for 20 percent off your first order at granolabutter.com. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners who might not be familiar with you and your business? Hey, Katie and Alexis. I'm super excited to be here. And hi, everybody. I'm Jennifer, an online business manager and project planner. Um, I own a company called Day to Day Assist, where I help service-based business owners experience the joy of confident days with systems and planning. Alexis is like, I love it. She's loving it. I love it. Alexis is like, thanks. Alexis is the organized half of this podcast. And I'm like the chaos, crazy girl side of this podcast. Um, But I guess for all my other chaos, crazy girls, can you kind of explain, you talk a lot about systems um, on, you know, your socials as well as your website, just just kind of an important um, phrase. So can you kind of explain what a system is in business and why it's important? Yeah. um, Well, by definition, a system is like a set of, um, principles or procedures in which like how you do something Mm -hmm. so basically for when it comes to business it's simply a framework for how you do things at your company Um, I like to break systems down into different categories of business that I've noticed for a lot of online service providers 
um, client relationship management, project mm-hmm. management, communication, marketing and sales, and then also operations and team. Um, it's I think it's funny because a lot of people, when they hear the term systems, they're like, oh, a system is like Dubsado right. or ClickUp or like these platforms or tools that we use. When in, in actuality or in reality, we really need to have a system or like a outline for how we want to run our business before we actually implement those tools. Um, so, yeah. That's really interesting. I feel like I thought the same thing. I thought that like the program was a system, but I guess the program is more like a part of the system than it is. I I had a whole class that was like about, we read this book called Thinking in Systems. um, And my, Mm -hmm. I just graduated um, from SCAD with the master's in creative business leadership and really a lot of, thank you so much. Um, So a lot of the systems that we talked about were in like a leadership sense and I think a lot of those concepts Mm -hmm. can be applied like you said in like a marketing sense in a team sense like really in any sort Mm -hmm. of business and this is what I say to Katie all the time is like in order to organize yourself you need to create a system for that you know you you need to know like if this happens then this is happening and then if this if right a doesn't happen and b happens instead then you know what's going to happen so you're not you know constantly like what the hell am i even doing right and if the tool fails you still have a procedure for how you're doing something anyway so if it's like you know you're using honeybook or dosado and an automation doesn't fire off or you have zapier or something like that and it's not working properly because you have a, a list of how you're actually going to do things like you can just outsource the next step or you can go in and you know, send it manually so it's not right. chaotic. That's a really good point. I feel like we rely on technology a lot, which obviously that's not a problem, but that's a really good point mm-hmm. that definitely like I didn't consider is that obviously technology isn't going to work every time. I feel like we're at the point in like our everyday lives where technology is such a staple that like when things aren't working, it's obviously outside of the norm and it's like super frustrating, but like that happen- that can happen. So I feel like that's a really good point. Okay, so talking about systems, what are, other than obviously, you know, the things we've already talked about, what are kind of the benefits of Mm -hmm. implementing systems and organization into the back end of your business? Yeah, um, so my biggest thing is it saves time. Um, I feel like as a solopreneur, um, running my business by myself, um, when I first started out, I was in college. I had a part-time job. I was like doing other stuff on the side, I'm creative, so I would, like, braid my friend's hair or, you know, and then I'm young, so I'm still, like, trying to have a college lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, And I start this business, and it's just like, how the heck am I supposed to manage all of these things Um, and, you know, still live my best life? Mm -hmm. So for me, um, having systems really saved me time. Um, I was Mm -hmm. able to automate, like, booking. You can automate, you know, people... People don't have to go back and forth with me about how to work with me. It's just a fill out a form and you get, you know, a a proposal and then you get a booking link. Um, So saving time is the biggest for me. Um, It also helps you when you are building out your team. I have had a team member before um, and having a system for me was helpful and it was helpful for her because she wasn't coming into something that was chaotic. Mm -hmm. Um, When it comes to hiring your team members, I mean, I feel like when they when they get onboarded, like they're not there to like fix your entire business. Yeah. They're there to do what it is that you hire them to do. So having the systems and the organization behind this behind the scenes helps to, um, you know, when you bring them on, they're not feeling overwhelmed. Totally. Um, 
And lastly, I would say that your clients really notice when mm-hmm. things are not organized. It's kind of like when you walk into Target or, you know, you're a store um and you notice when they're Mm short-staffed you notice when they are busy you notice when stuff isn't folded like it usually is um and you know that's okay because I feel like we're all human and we all have moments where we're not always together um and I think that's normal but for you to live in a space where you're running your business and you're always you know disorganized or you always feel like things are all over the place it's noticeable Mm -hmm. Um, And it's stressful. Definitely. I think that that also, it translates, I like how you mentioned like working with a, um, someone, you know, besides yourself in your entrepreneurial business. Uh, Katie and I have a creative assistant, Kennedy, shout out Kennedy. Um, And Mm -hmm. I noticed like once we, we are now on like a roll where like Katie knows Mm -hmm. exactly what she's doing. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what I'm doing. Kennedy knows exactly what she is doing. And we set this up as a benefit for Kennedy. And then I realized like, oh, this is helping me probably more than it's helping her because I know like exactly what she's going to do. I know what I'm going to do. And I feel like as like a Mm -hmm. solo, you know, producer, whatever, creative business owner, it's easy to be like, oh, it's okay. I'll figure it out because you're mm-hmm. your own person and it's like oh it's okay for me to be unorganized mm-hmm. but in reality yeah. you're just setting yourself up for so much i don't want to say failure exactly. but stress like and anxiety well yeah and yeah it's yeah and it's necessary. also like it's a ton of work in the in the front like the i'm just gonna sit here and tell you guys the truth do i have systems set up in my business some but not enough you. <laughs> um <laughs> right. i probably need some help um but it it, it definitely like takes time when you set them up. It, it's a mm-hmm. time intensive thing at the beginning. And so that can feel like super, super overwhelming. So I guess this mm-hmm. is, we're going off, we're going off script guys. Um, <laughs> but what is like, in your opinion, Jennifer, kind of like when people feel kind of overwhelmed at the beginning and feel like they, like they're looking at all this stuff that they're supposed to set up and they're like, I, where do I, like, where do I even start? Like where do kind of, where do you suggest people start and how they decide like, where to put their energy first when it comes to like organizing the back end. Yeah. Um, so I would kind of go back to those five different key areas in the business. Um, client relationship management, which is like how you manage your client information. Yeah. Project management for managing day-to-day tasks. Communication for responding to people and keeping your inbox and things neat. Um, marketing, marketing and sales, not necessarily how you market, but how you organize how you're going yeah. to market and sell to people um and then also the operations and team for documenting processes and team growth so keeping those five areas in mind which area is causing the most headache for you um if you feel good about the fact that you know your clients are booking on calendly and you're sending them over a form and that works for you then it's fine everything doesn't have to be automated um and if you feel fine about the fact that you write your tasks down in a planner um and that's working for you then use your planner. Um, But if your inbox is a hot mess and it's causing you stress and you're spending two hours a day responding to emails and you're not keeping up with things, take the next couple of weeks or a month to kind of go through everything Mm -hmm. and set up a system for how you receive and how you respond to mail. Um, So my biggest thing is just start with what's a headache for you. We see all this stuff online where it's like, oh, you need this big database or you need this. And I think those things are great. But if it's not causing you a headache, then go to the thing that's causing yeah, your headache. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. a good point. Um, so what are, I mean, I guess you kind of already covered this a little bit, but 
what are the vital tasks that someone might think, oh, it's okay for me to just do this myself quickly, but in reality, like, can save you so much time. I think that for the podcast, that was such a huge thing if Katie and I were like, oh, it's okay, whatever. And recently, we've been starting to automate things, and it's, like, shocking how helpful that can be. So what are those kind of, like, key tasks? Um, I would say the top two that I've noticed is definitely responding to emails. I feel like I took a week to like track my time for like how I was doing things. And I was actually spending a lot of time like thinking about how to respond to, you know, like the lengthier emails where people send paragraphs and it's just like, oh, I have to respond to like right five mm-hmm. things in one sitting. Um, so I think uh, with that, I think setting up like email templates because I'll get a lot of the same questions mm-hmm. about my services or things like that. So having like some email templates, not to just send to them without customizing, yeah. but you know, outlining my service and offerings or outlining where they can go to book with me um, so that I'm not like, you know, getting off my system kind of, um, but kind of just, I feel like the email templates are helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also feel like another thing that, could be automated is the booking process mm. um in the beginning i was offering i started off like doing va work so i was just doing anything mm-hmm. and i had to customize every single proposal that i did and that took mm-hmm. hours i'm like i cannot continue taking hours to do this so um setting up like a proposal template and getting really clear on my offerings um and kind of just letting that be what it is um, that was helpful too, um, because now when people book with me, I kind of just can automate where their name, what their name is on the template, and just send them the proposal. And I'm not going in and editing, you know, the contract to fit their package or the package details to fit what I'm doing for them. Um, so that was helpful too. That's a very good point. That's something that I definitely spend a lot of time doing. Um, and I think like it's worth mentioning that some businesses, like you said, like a VA. You know, at some point, you can't completely, like, you can't expect to completely automate everything and then be like, okay, bye guys. Like, right. <laughs> I'll see y'all later. <laughs> like, we talked about, you know, things will go wrong and, you know, there's going to be times that you need to, like, specify things. But I think I have noticed since I've started to even create these systems and use, you know, mm-hmm email templates and things like that like it's crazy how much time that saves you like you said even just the thought behind it like you don't have to sit there and think like what how am I going to open this email or like what's you know how you've got it and you already thought about it and it's done um and that's something that we use for the podcast too um that's really helpful is email templates um but okay so Let's talk a little bit about the programs that you're using within your system. So obviously there are a lot of options when you're choosing programs. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess kind of in your experience and your experience working with clients, what are the top things that you suggest that service providers kind of look for when they're choosing programs for those five different kind of like pillars of systems? Yeah. Um, So I would say having a, Uh, I like to call it a client process is good Mm -hmm. before you start your system. And basically that's just, I mean, before you start setting up your tool um, and basically that's just an outline for how you want to work with your clients. Um, So let's say you want your client to be able to pay, sign a contract and book, uh, book on your calendar um, directly from your website. If that's what you want, 
there's a tool out there that can make it happen. Um, but knowing that that's what you want is helpful for going into deciding which tool you want to use. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's certain tools like, I don't have any off the top of my head, um, but there's certain tools right. that can't do all that, yeah. you know, and there's certain tools that can. Um, so I would say knowing how you want to work with your clients is helpful. Um, I would also say another thing is, is budget. Uh, some tools are, you know, on the higher end and some are on the lower end, which right. is fine depending on what you can afford. But um, I think that's a big factor that people overlook because they're like, oh, I, like I need this. And it's like $100 a month, but you really could be fine using a $20 a month tool or, you know, um, vice versa. So I think that price is a huge factor. Um, and then functionality is big too. Um, knowing that you feel comfortable with using the tool yeah. before you right. set it up and move all your stuff there is important. Um, a lot of these tools have, you know, online free courses where you can go through and learn every detail about the tool and how to use it and how to set it up. Um, which I think is important, even if you do have somebody else setting up your system, mm-hmm. because you're going to be yes. the one that has to use mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. So those are my three biggest things, price, functionality, and just knowing how you want to work with your clients. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point because I I feel like with systems, especially, especially kind of in the creative business owner realm, there's a lot of like Dubsado. A lot of people use that and talk Mm -hmm. about it. So it can be kind of Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'll automatically use that. But I don't use that because that's not what like specifically works for me. I use, Mm -hmm. I actually use Bonsai, which I've not a lot of other people use, but I got it on recommendation from somebody that um, mm-hmm. does kind of similar work to me. But even just the mm-hmm. smallest difference in the kind of work that you're doing can make a really big difference or just your personality. Like yeah. Dubsado can do a lot of things, but is it overwhelming to you that it can do all those things? Slash, can you not afford right. it? Then choose a different one. Um so I feel like that's a really good point, and it can really be easy to fall into the like trap of, oh, everybody that I follow uses this one, so why don't I just use this one? But that might not be the right And you also have those people on Instagram that are like, you need this or you will fail. You know, like, don't. (laughs) It's it's not. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I know a lot of people that actually. Oh, sorry to cut you off. Um, I was going to say, I know a lot of people that actually just kind of run their business using Google Forms Mm -hmm. and Calendly, two free things that they've, you know, pieced together. um, And it works really well for them. So I would just say, you know, when it comes to people telling you what system you need and things, um, just figure out what's what works for you, what's easy for you, what's in your budget. And yes, go that's, yeah, and that's a really that's like a good point too. Talking about like free things because like not everybody can afford to like start off with these massive things. Also, sometimes when you have like one client, you have to, a little time. You can you know you can wait till you you're making a little more money. You can probably yes. work with the free things for then. <laughs> um, but like having yeah. it in the back of your mind, knowing that like you're going to be setting up these. And like you said, the system's not the program. So you can set up systems mm-hmm. and then implement the program into the system. Wow. That is crazy. Love I it. just put that Love together it. right now. You're like, that's my whole thing. <laughs> you're like, that's my whole vibe. That's my whole job. Yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly what my, yeah. one of my professors from Scott said was like, start with the stuff that's easily accessible and then mm-hmm. wait until you grow out of that because you don't right. need right away. And this is like just like in a business sense, not just in like a system sense, but start with what is mm-hmm. comes easy. And that doesn't mean necessarily like easy, easily accessible, like it's 
you know, something that you can buy at Walmart. That means like easily mm-hmm. accessible in within right. your talents and whatever. And then once you finally feel like this is too like simple for me, this is too, I'm, you know, like having growing pains kind of like where I'm, I feel like stuck in this then is mm-hmm. it's time for mm-hmm. you to start growing so that you don't get too intimidated by that like larger step it's small steps along the way right mm-hmm. absolutely um okay so one of your major services like you mentioned is project planning so obviously starting mm-hmm. a large project in your business can be a little mm-hmm. spooky um and so your project planet framework was kind of created to help break down those larger projects into kind of smaller chunks so can you walk us through kind of that framework and how it can help those large pro- projects become a little bit more digestible and kind of action oriented yes so i'm super excited about this question because i'm obsessed <laughs> with project planning it's so fun for me to see people like with an idea and then it like actually becomes a thing mm-hmm. um I think that one of the first things that I do in the project plan it session or when I'm teaching somebody how to plan a project for their business is we start with a quick analysis. Um, Sometimes we like to jump into actually doing the project tasks, um, but when we take the time to really get clear on our budget, our goals, our why, um, and kind of just a brief outline of what we want to do. It doesn't have to be take more than 10 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, just knowing those things helps us to, it really sets a, oops, it really sets a framework for our, our project. And it gives us something to go back to um, when we kind of get discouraged along the way, or when we feel like it's taking longer than we thought mm-hmm. it would. Um, so starting off with the analysis is good. After that, um, my favorite part is the brain dumping part. Um, well, before the brain dump, it's actually the kind of, I like to call it envisioning the end goal. Um, so it's like saying, I want to build a website from scratch by myself. Um, you've done, you have your budget for this project. You have your goals. Now thinking the thinking of the end goal is what would the perfect website for me Mm -hmm. look like? Um, Would it be four pages, a blog, a contact page, services page, and an about page? Um, Would it have professionally, you know, professional brand photos? Um, Would I have a copywriter write it for me instead of me writing my own copy? Mm -hmm. Would I have a web designer design my website instead of me, you know, using a template or something like that? Um, So knowing all of those things and kind of just taking the time to daydream and think of like the perfect outcome for yourself is helpful when it comes to breaking down what you need to do to get to that perfect outcome that you want. Um, So this is where the brain dump comes in. And um, this is the part where you kind of just brain vomit (laughs) everything (laughs) on paper. I know that sounds disgusting, but it's just like, um, okay, now that that, now that I have this perfect outline of what I want it to look like, um, what do I need to do in order for the end goal to be true? Um, do I need blog posts or do I already have those to write on there? Do I need to hire a copywriter? Do I need to hire a photographer to take my photos? Um, breaking this down into very small, like easy to follow tasks, write about page copy, take pictures, get makeup done, find a mm-hmm. website hosting mm-hmm. platform, um, set a create or redo my budget because now I'll have to pay for this website hosting platform. So all these little things that, you know, 
we can pull from the end goal to actually start executing our project. Mm-hmm. Um, after you brain dump, you can just start planning. You have all this stuff that you know what you want the end to look like. You have your budget, you have your timeline, and you have all these small tasks that you've brain dumped. Now put them in a calendar and kind of just start doing mm-hmm. them. Um, easier said than done. I do have a free project planning guide that kind of walks you through this in more detail. Um, it's on my website, free to download, but that's just kind of how, hopefully it makes sense, but that's kind of how I break down projects. Yeah. So I, I, I love the term brain dump, but I feel like my organized mind won't let me brain dump. So when I mm-hmm. sit down to brain dump, I start writing things and then my I already start like organizing them and then I like stop myself Mm -hmm. from like you know writing something because oh it needs to go there what is your suggestion for someone that's like me and just needs to get this information out but like already is like Mm -hmm. mind blocking themselves from doing that I'm the same as you I I mean brain dumping can be as messy or as organized as you want it to be Um, I don't, like when I brain dump, I don't just make a big list of things, but for some people that may be helpful because it's like, I just need to get it out and on a paper. I don't care how it looks. For me, I will go crazy if I just wrote everything on paper and it's like, okay, these don't have categories or like, what am I doing here? Um, so I would say, you know, knowing yourself is, I mean, it's okay to be, to have an organized brain dump. It's okay to have you know, let's say you have going back to the idea of building a website, let's say you have all of your about page stuff, brain dumped right. under a category named about page. Um, I think that that's fine. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I feel like something that I've started doing recently, because I was having the issue where my to do lists were a brain dump, which was not really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've recently started brain dumping at like the beginning of the week. And so I will mm. do like, I'm a little, I'm less organized than you guys. So I'll do a, it's like, I might even have one in here to show. I don't know that it's really done. Yeah. So this is just like a giant list of things for the whole week. Mm -hmm. So it's like a weekly to-do list basically, Mm -hmm. but it also has things Mm -hmm. like questions for myself or like, it's not all tasks. So then I take that and then I further organize it into like every day and then other things that are you know, things that came out of my brain. But a lot of times the issue that I have is, and this is, you know, obviously we're talking about project planning, but this can apply to a busy week or anything. You sit down and you have so much in your Mm -hmm. brain that you are, for me, I'm worried that it's going to go away if I don't write it down. I'm Mm -hmm. worried that I'm not going to remember all of the things. And that's the thing that's great about a brain dump is you can go back to it. You can add more, you can do multiple, especially something like a website um, or, you know, a big project like that, where you're not going to be able to come up with every idea that you want in one sitting so it's really good to I think be able to kind of like come back to that and add to it I guess but Alexis what were you saying whenever I interrupted you as always no it's okay (laughs) um no I was wondering and I know that Katie this is something that both of us kind of struggle with in different senses with project planning putting systems in place I think timeline is a really weird Mm -hmm. and like confusing anxiety inducing concept so how do you Mm -hmm. kind of and what how I said like project planning that could be like in the sense of a launch or that could be in Mm -hmm. the sense of like brand like a rebrand or Mm -hmm. um in systems like 
how far in advance do I need to reach out, let's say in the sense of the podcast, like reach out to a guest? When do I need to have them schedule? Like that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. kind of tips do you give to someone that's like, I don't even, like I know what needs to happen, but when when does it Mm -hmm. happen? Yeah, um, so I think the easiest thing to not overcomplicate it, I like to break it down into three phases. Um, The first phase being the easy stuff. So back to the idea of building a website, what's the stuff that I can get done in 10 minutes? I can Mm -hmm. start Mm -hmm. putting, I can pay for the platform in 10 minutes. Um, I can book a brand photo shoot session in 10 minutes. I can go buy my website domain in 10 Mm -hmm. minutes. Um, What is the stuff that like this needs to be done in order for me to actually build the website in general? And it's just simple. Um, I would say start off with those things. I feel like they kind of give you like a sense of accomplishment when totally. you have like 10 little, 10 little tasks to yeah. do and you've crossed them off and it's like only been two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so start with that. The middle part being like the heavy work or the things that's going to take you the longest time. And because you have all that little stuff out of the way, when it goes, when it comes to writing your copy or when it comes to actually designing what the pages look like, you don't have to worry about which platform you're Mm -hmm. using. You don't have to worry about what your domain name is because we've already gotten that out of the way. So you can focus your attention um, and the bulk of your time on these heavier, uh, more time consuming tasks. And then the last phase being like the stuff that you do to make sure that everything is completed. Mm -hmm. So publishing your Mm -hmm. website, um, reviewing your copy, making sure all the buttons and links work, um, just things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good point that I think can be helpful to hear when you're kind of a creative, because I feel like when you're starting a new project, a lot of times there's one part of that that's going to be the most exciting. So like maybe for example, in your Mm -hmm. website, you're really excited about your branding shoot. Okay. Well, you don't really need to Mm -hmm. like focus all your energy on that and like complete that at first because then you're going to be like wasting time doing that whenever you should Mm -hmm. kind of be you know like you said doing those small tasks then doing those medium tasks and then doing those finalizing tasks I feel like a lot of times for Mm -hmm. me I want to get to the final product so badly that I'm kind of skipping over the middle part which is not the best thing well I also feel like I feel like (laughs) those tiny like the the 10 minute tasks that you mentioned I Mm. I love the idea of if you can get it done quickly, just do it at the beginning, which is so much easier to said than mm-hmm. done because I feel like those tiny little tasks are the ones that like feel the most intimidating to me. Like I would rather mm-hmm. sit yes. for three hours, like if we're talking about a website, I would rather sit for three hours just like twiddling with like the design aspects and like, you know, creating like mm-hmm. shortcuts and buttons and whatever than I would Absolutely. want. Mm-hmm. to go and set up a yeah. domain like I would yeah. much rather yeah. do three hours of work than that like 10 minutes because it feels less oh, intimidating yeah. so yeah I mm-hmm. love the idea of just kind of like you know sucks but just do it do it in the beginning yeah. get it over with just get it yeah, out of exactly. the way it'll so feel that, so much yeah. more empowering and you're like oh I got this yeah yeah I actually have another question about timeline so an issue that I have a lot is that I set these timelines for myself and then I'm like why would I tell myself that I could do that in this amount of time because that is absurd so when you're kind of working with Mm -hmm. clients how do you kind of suggest setting a realistic timeline like for yourself obviously it's gonna be different for each person in each project but you know not rushing yourself but also not giving yourself so much time that you're just like dragging your feet right um I think I like to look at 
like realistically, how much time do they have in their day to work on this project? Mm -hmm. I feel like I have some clients that are like, oh, yeah, I'm about to launch this huge program and I want it to be done in three weeks. And it's like. Okay, so okay, you have to come me. up with the yeah. marketing plan. You have to right. You have to you know write all this website copy to kind of you know make a new sales page for it, and it's just like, I feel like the brain dump and all of that stuff is helpful because it gives you a realistic outline yeah, of all of the tiny yeah. tasks that need to mm-hmm. yeah. And then once you kind of look at how much time you have in your day, let's say you have an extra five hours a week to work mm-hmm. on this. What can you realistically get done in five hours? Maybe that's writing one page of copy that week, or maybe that's completing all of your tiny tasks. Um, So kind of just looking at how much time you have in your day, looking at the scope of the project, and then giving yourself cushion time. I cannot stress this enough. Like, whenever I say I'm going to do something, I always give myself a good two to three weeks after Mm -hmm. and before in case I want to be lazy yeah, or, or in case an emergency mm-hmm. happening yeah um it's just the cushion time is great yeah. um so yeah those That's are my tips point. love that okay so to close off the interview section of this episode so imagine pov you're our listeners right now and you're just itching to organize you're like mm-hmm. i gotta get the back end of my business together that's also me so what are your tips on kind of just where to start obviously working with you is a great starting point so that's one option but what are you know your kind of tips for people who actions they can take after they're they listen to this episode right now yeah um so i would go back to starting with what's the biggest headache for Mm -hmm. you um trying to do everything at once it's going to end up in either you being overwhelmed or if you're anything like me um you just won't finish so i think starting with like the biggest headache if the biggest headache is your client relationship management system and your or the tool that you're using and you're like i really need to switch this over because it's a headache and it's causing my clients a lot of stress and me a lot of stress um then start switching that over um once you're done with that if you're like hmm, i really need to hire somebody start writing some sops Mm -hmm. and developing like an onboarding process for your new hire and a hiring you know process um so i would just say start with your headache um and yeah that's the biggest thing for me start with the headache finish that and then move on to the next one um but yeah i'm excited that's very good point um all right so random question for today this is a good one alexis Mm -hmm. alexis has been killing it with random questions lately you know okay so (laughs) guys so i'm just literally so smart Mm -hmm. and good at Um, okay, so today's is what is a present that you wanted so bad for Christmas or your birthday when you were a kid? So Jennifer, you can start. I wanted a puppy oh. so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like a real live puppy. And mm-hmm. I remember being in the car and my mom, she got me like these stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. But they were puppies. And I was so upset. Like I couldn't even <laughs> say thank you because I was like, you know, I wanted a real right, puppy. It's yeah, worse than getting nothing. Stuffed <laughs> animal. Yeah. Stuffed animal puppies mm-hmm. would suffice. And I'm just like, yeah, that was the worst. That was hilarious. <laughs> okay, Alexis, what is something you wanted? Um, I wanted, I don't have one specific in mind, but just any of the American Girl doll, like 
house things mm, like oh, yeah. i had oh, yeah. like i i did get um the bedroom but i think it was like the college bedroom set which was very odd for like a seven-year-old but um i wanted mm-hmm. like the lo- the huge ones like the ones that were like mm-hmm. the whole like took up my entire bedroom basically dude i wanted that so my bad. friend like one of my best friends growing up her mom was she was an only child so her parents just like loved like building things mm-hmm. for her like doing things for her not that other parents mm-hmm. don't but like you can't really be building a full-size American girl doll <laughs> home for one of your kids when you have like three yeah. kids but right. um, <laughs> anyway she had like this whole room in her house it was like American girl doll land and like we they had built beds they had built a house they had built like bathrooms oh, wow. and like I would go over there and we would live yeah. it up on the American girl doll room like I would bring my American girl doll they would go to school they would go to bed we would tuck them in they wow. had like all these outfit changes it was crazy that would have been my crazy. dream love it I would have cried. If only God. <laughs> um, okay, so this was not when I was a kid, but there was one Christmas. So if you guys don't know, um, in my YouTube era, you know, when I was a beauty guru, um, I did have a YouTube channel for anybody listening who, like, doesn't know. I had a YouTube channel in middle school, and I was beauty guruing all around town. Um, <laughs> I was in my YouTube era. So there was one year when I knew, like, I knew I was getting a DSLR camera. Like, I, at that point, I just... Okay, well, I'm not going to expect... Anyway, so I knew what was going to be in the living mm-hmm. room the next morning. I did not sleep one night. <laughs> I was on YouTube watching, like, Canon T3i review. Like, Canon Rebel T3i unboxing haul. Canon Rebel T3i features. Like, Canon so Rebel exciting. T3i Christmas haul. And it's actually sitting right here right next Aww. to me, my Canon Rebel T3i. It has lasted all these wow. years. Um, and it's brought me into this whole new career, which is so swag for my T3i. But I was, like, literally, mm-hmm. I was, like, shaking in bed. I was, like, <laughs> literally losing it. We, like, woke up. My, like, my mom opened my door to wake up, and I was, like, hello. <laughs> and, like, yo, I was not a kid. I was, like, probably 15 or 16. Wow. That is more embarrassing it's than the YouTube channel. It's, it's, like, I cannot, I wish I could look at my search history of that night because it was literally like, um, how to use a Canon Ripple 2 3 Like, my Canon unboxing haul. And like, I used to love, like when I was getting something new, I'd watch unboxing hauls. Why? Love it. It's just somebody opening it. Like, I was so you watching, can just like, anticipate things. I was watching these like tech videos. I was like in my bed Christmas night. My brothers were in my room and they were like, be quiet. I was like, I'm Canon T3 dying. <laughs> I love that up. so much. Um, anyway, that was, ended up being a good question, Alexis, because I had that Thank you. You know, you know how it is. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're literally just psychic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Jennifer, thank you so, so much for coming yes, on the podcast. thank you so much. We super appreciate it, and we definitely learned a lot from you. I know our audience did as well. So, okay, where can people find you? Plug yourself, tell us your socials, your website, how people can work with you, all of that good stuff. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at daytodayassist. You can find me on my website, www.daytodayassist.com. Um, right now, I have two main offers a project planet session um where if you are not confident about your project planning or you just would rather not do it um it's literally one of the best sessions that I feel like I've ever created in my life um you just kind of you do the analysis part which is a quick 10 minute form and then you do all your brain dumping in a session with me I'm organizing everything and then I put it into your project management tool um, and all you have to do is execute what it is that you want to plan. Um, so that's one of the ways. And then the other way is through an online business management retainer. Um, I can come in and just do an overhaul of all of your systems, set them up, manage your team, 
um, the back end of your business and it's great. Um, so those are the two ways to work with me and the two ways to find me on my website and Instagram. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and want more, follow us on Instagram at Check Your Aesthetic and TikTok at Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. If you want to support our show, text the link to this episode to a friend, share when you listen to CYA on your story, or leave a positive rating or review wherever you're listening to this episode. If you want to hear more from us, be sure to hit the follow button on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll talk to you next Monday. See ya!